for me, my church, um, we are dwindling in numbers and every Sunday it's fewer, fewer young people, more and more of the older generation. And it just doesn't speak to me. I just, I don't see God in church in Sunday morning service at least. Um, and so for me going to church, it doesn't necessarily, it feels like a chore instead of something that I'm getting a lot of out of and I'm getting to have a relationship with God. The places I see God are more youth group and convo and church camp and sometimes at other churches. I just don't see God at my local church very much anymore. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. What up, folks? This is Leroy Barber with Sit Up Podcast. And as usual, we are glad you're on this journey with us together. Remember, you can hit us up at Sit Up Podcast on Facebook. You can reach me at Leroy Barber on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Would love to get your feedback. Questions for today. What do you think about young people in the church? Do young people have any relevance in the church anymore? Do young people want to be in the church any longer? What about what about young people that go to church? Why do they go to church? You ever wonder why why would they still be there? What parts of the church do young people enjoy and what parts would they rather not not be a part of? Does diversity look different for young people experiencing the church as opposed to older generations experiencing the church? How do they look at diversity? What does it what does it mean for them? And and how do they make that happen? You know, there's been a lot going on in United Methodist Church. Are young people paying attention to what's happened at the General Conference of the United Methodist Church in the last few months? Are young people into uh, preserving the United Methodist Church? What are your thoughts about that? What about leadership? Who leads amongst young people? What do their leaders think about? Who are their leaders? Who, like, how do they choose them? What is, I, I, what do they know about leadership? Here's another question. Are young people the church of tomorrow or are they a part of the church now? How is a young person's faith different than our older generation's faith? How does it play out in their lives, in their work, in their community, in their schools, in their relationships with one another? What does faith look like in those spaces? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus as a young person? And I mean young person. I mean high school and below. Do they have anything to offer us in this way forward? And another thing. What about the queer community? What do young people think about the LGBTQIA plus community? How are they navigating this space And are they navigating it differently than their parents and their grandparents 
or their even their older siblings would love to hear from some young people. We got some young people coming today, by the way. Uh, we are in Puget Sound, uh, and this is the Sit Up Podcast. I am Leroy Barber. Let's begin. Listen, and let's be clear. You only get one chance, one opportunity, one request to appear, one moment to consider what you might hold dear, a few seconds to digest what might be coming near, a quick check of which direction you may want to steer. Maybe God is pro-choice. He gave each of us a will, a mind, a voice, and whether we will make statements, speak truth, or add to the noise is up to us to take the dust we've been given, to treat our seconds like cents and watch how we spend them, to use our words like olive branches in the mouths of birds and watch where we send them, take the negative thoughts we were taught, take our wounded souls and hearts and let God mend them. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen, stories to tell, battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. I am I'm, I'm super excited about what's about to happen. Y'all can't see what I see in the room. Uh, but uh, today we are going to interview some young leaders. Uh, now, tell me again, somebody in the mic, tell me what what where are we? What are we doing here? Uh, we're at Convo 2019 at University of Puget Sound and. We're having a good time. All right. We are at the University of Puget Sound. I just did that so that they can warm up a little bit. They, <laughs> they, they'll, they'll be ready to go now. But um, so these are youth leaders, uh, part of the United Methodist Church. And uh, they, they these are young people who are still a part of the church. I'm going to have them introduce themselves, but then we're going to have a great conversation. So let's each one of you introduce yourself and what, what church you're from or story that you might have to give about your church. Uh, and then we'll go from there. All right. Uh, I'm Zachary McGuckin. I'm from Riverview UMC in Pasco. Welcome, Zach. I am JC Fabella. I am formerly from Evergreen United Methodist Church in Lacey, Washington. We recently have disbanded, though, so I am a church shopping right now. I'm Ashlyn Denham, and I also was at Evergreen United Methodist, but the same situation that we do not have a church anymore. And I'm from Olympia. Welcome, welcome. My name is Katie Ritchie, and I go to Garden Street United Methodist Church in Bellingham. Well, welcome, y'all. Now, I'm going to start this off. Like, so you're young people, you know, it's said anyway, right, in general, that young people are done with church, right, that they don't want much to do with it. But I'm at a conference right now that I'm speaking, and there's 200 young people here who are very much interested in the church. So, And you're leaders amongst these young people. Why are you here? Like, why are you still interested in the church? Is it a waste of time? Like, who cares, right? I'm sure you hear some of this. So give, tell me, tell us why you're here. Um, I think because people have that mindset that the youth don't want to be a part of the church. That's like, we want to have a voice. We want to show that we're still here and that we want to actually make a difference in our church. Mm -hmm. And I think the more people do say that it's said that youth don't want to be a part of the church, the less they're creating spaces for us to be a part of the church. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I really appreciate about Convo and about uh, the CCOYM team is that it's a space for us to exist and to be active and participate in the church. And I know that that's probably why I'm still involved is because I got into CCOYM and have been going to camp in Convo for so many years. Well, a lot of churches these days, sometimes they don't have a lot of room for the youth voice. They have been running the same way for years and that's how things are. And so 
especially with the CCYM team, it gives us a place to have that voice and to participate fully and to be the ones leading what's going on. So I think that's really cool. And it's definitely kept me um, going. Nice. So in, 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 in some respect, your being here is pushing the church to answer some questions for you. Right? Ah, that's pretty cool. I was going to say also a big part of it is more like my relationship with God. And so like, even if like not every uh, Sunday, I feel like it's like the most productive time, like kind of sitting back and like reflecting on that and then building like relationships with my peers and people, not only at my local church, but at my conference uh, on the conference level, like that helps me uh, in my relationship with God and then showing, sharing that with other youth. That's the main reason why I wanted to join CCOYM because I recognize a lot of people aren't given the opportunity to participate in their church. In their mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so answer this for me. What do you, what do you love about the church and what you're doing and what what's the challenge, right? What, tell us a little bit of that about that. I love that the church um, is a platform to do work. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, we think about church as being Sunday mornings, but that is my least favorite part of church is mm-hmm. Sunday mornings. I love the, um, the relationships and the fellowship that we have with people at events like Convo. Um, and I think that it's really cool that youth in this setting get to make relationships and have fellowships and take action through like the youth service fund at places like Convo. That's what I love about the church. Mm-hmm. What I don't so much like about the church is this um, like stagnant environment that we have right now. Um, the Special General Conference 2019 was really disappointing. And um, I was at the uh, uh, GYPC in South Africa in the, during the summer. And that mm-hmm. was also a very hard situation to be at because um, there wasn't a lot of productivity happening. And I think that we have this really cool global platform mm-hmm. and we're not using it. And it's, um, it is ineffective from the top all the way down. Mm. And that is one mm. of my least favorite parts of church. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anybody else got something to add to that? Yeah, kind of adding on to that. I feel like a lot of the church globally cares more about like the structure and the uh, traditions of the church than they do about uh, productively working forward. Mm. And so that is one of the reasons why a lot of the ministry that I really enjoy is things like Convo or things with like, uh, I guess more younger people because we haven't already been like so embodied in this like tradition of the church that we've just like we can still think like of different solutions i Mm -hmm, guess mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i personally care more like about the people of the church and making sure that like uh people and what's the word i'm looking for just making sure that people and like their spiritual health is taken Mm -hmm, care mm -hmm, of mm -hmm, rather than like maintaining like a certain structure or like we have to do this every week. Right. Right. I found it fascinating that uh, you all are very committed to the church or you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. Right. And you're leading other young people. Um, and it seems like your faith is like, that. it's something that's important to you, but you're like, yeah, but Sundays, uh, you know, <laughs> like, like tell, tell us about that. Like, how do you how do you stomach Sundays as young people? I mean, I don't dislike Sundays most of the time. Uh, my dad's the pastor, so I can't be like I can't be talking too much bad on it. I like most of his sermons. <laughs> his but, fingers are crossed right now. So just so you know. 
but it's just more like actually seeing like taking an active role in the community and like making impacts that's not just like the same group of people just talking about like the similar things every week like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that because mm-hmm. if we just keep it in that box then like what's the mission of the church if it mm-hmm, just becomes an mm-hmm. insider's club mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um well i personally did not grow up in the church so um i moved here when i was around like 10 mm-hmm. and actually jc showed me the church that we were attending and so it was weird going every sunday to something that i had never done before Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it was definitely different but i think like with having the opportunity of combo it definitely makes me look forward to something and with the whole situation of our church it's like we're finding new churches so i'm going to different like sundays and figuring Mm -hmm. it all out so it's interesting but it's you know it's the point of you have to do it or you know it's you're not going to have that voice and you're not going to have that opportunity Mm -hmm. for me my church um we are dwindling in numbers Mm -hmm. and Every Sunday, it's fewer, fewer young people, more and more of the older generation. And it just doesn't speak to me. Mm. I just, I don't see God in church, Mm. in Sunday morning service at least. Um, And so for me going to church, it doesn't necessarily, it feels like a chore instead of something that I'm getting a lot of out of and I'm getting to have a relationship with God. The places I see God are more youth group and convo and church Mm -hmm, camp mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. sometimes at other churches. I just don't see God at my local church very mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. anymore. So we're, we're going to dive down a little bit more now. So um, the convo here, right, is um, way more diverse than probably your churches, um, which is fascinating, right? That there is this space where there are a number of uh, there's racial diversity, there's diversity on, you know, uh, economic levels here. Like there's all kinds of diversity in the room. Um, and that's fascinating that this space with 200 young people is way more diverse than w- the, the older part of the church. What do you, have you thought about that? And, and how, how is that possible? And how do you deal with that as, as young people? Well, when it comes to diversity within our local churches, um, well, for me personally, my local church, when it was still together, we had a lot of in and out flow of people because mm-hmm. we are really l- locally near a military base that mm-hmm. had a lot of in and out of um, families. Mm-hmm. So we got to see a lot of different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, not too many stuck around for long enough for us to like really say that our church is diverse, more or less um, just getting a lot of connections with people, not really getting to dive super deep in with them so it's that was kind of hard trying to like find that ground of diversity and connecting with multiple different kinds of people Um, a lot of churches around us are typically the older generation that go to church Sunday morning Mm -hmm. Um, our church met at different times like we had dinner church where we'd come together for a potluck and all eat together and we got a lot of young families that way but it was hard to find a ground where we could have the young families and the older generation together, like finding a time that really led them to connect with everyone together. And I think being from Washington, we don't see a lot of diversity. Like we're just not a very diverse state. Mm -hmm. Um, I know in Bellingham, well in like Bellingham, my world Mm -hmm. view is Bellingham is my school is 90% white and that's a pretty much accurate reflection of Bellingham as Mm -hmm. a whole. And so, um, you know, I think that, as we get into, we're in Tacoma, 
which is more in the city. And I think that we see um, a more accurate or more representation because we're seeing uh, all these different areas of Washington pulled together. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? I think so. Um, And I also think that uh, at the older generation, um, there's this like systematic difference where we don't elect um, people of color to be representatives at annual conference and all those places as much. And mm-hmm. so places like Convo or CCOIM, um, we see more diversity because those people are being pushed into that role or being included and ad- mm-hmm. and actively invited into that space. Hmm. Is that something that y'all have thought about together to like, you want to see all voices at a table? Like, did, have you done, has that been intentional? I guess is my question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good work. I, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm super impressed. And like you said, we're in Washington, which is not a very diverse place, but y'all seem to be creating a different kind of church um, amongst your peers. Um, and I think that's I think that's pretty incredible, and could be a way forward for the church. We hope so. <laughs> so let's talk about United Methodist Church and General Conference uh, and all that's happening with splits and who's staying, who's going, all those kind of things. How has that affected, how's that affected you as young people? So I was at the Global Young People's Convocation in South Africa. Um, Mm -hmm. And at GYPC, we voted on what we were going to recommend to the bishops on the way forward. And Mm -hmm. we voted Mm -hmm. to, for the plan that I could don't remember the name of now, Mm -hmm. but the unity plan, I think Uh was what the one we voted on. And um, I did not agree with that personally. Personally, I feel like we should just split. And mm-hmm. like, I know mm-hmm. that that is a very hard decision and um, people don't take me saying that very mm-hmm. seriously because I am young, but I do have a pretty good understanding of all of the levels of the church and the mm-hmm. way that works. And I feel like we are never going to get anywhere if we're trying to make everyone happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And especially with this LGBTQ stuff, I'm having a really hard time, you know, backing my horse which is the one that's actively hurting people all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think that that is a really hard thing especially for a lot of young people to be like to make that conscious thing of I'm reaffirming this global church that is hurting people Mm -hmm. and if you identify as queer that is hurting me and doesn't want to support me and how do I struggle with supporting that and reconciling the fact that I love the United Methodist Church and the United Methodist Church is not showing that they love me right back Mm. wow Kind of going off the church not loving you back. I feel like since we are a younger generation, it already is hard enough for us to get involved in the church. And so mm-hmm. with all of this going on, it's making it even harder for youth to want to be involved, for them to be able to be involved and want to be staying with their church. It's like they're being hit with this problem that they quite they don't fully understand especially if they haven't like dove into the issue and read up on everything that's been going on and it's much easier for them to just step back and say okay i'm done like it's not that important for to go to church and deal with all these issues when there are i think that's what a lot of people do see from the youth and that's what they want to like push us aside to say like oh they're they're young they don't understand what's going on and they don't need to have a say in what's going on but we do need to have a say in what's going on and we 
do understand what's happening and we need to be able to have a voice in what's going on. Mm-hmm. If, if there's anything I'm going to get angry emails for, it's going to be what I'm about to say. <laughs> but uh, So what with what she's saying about how we need to have a voice in the church now, like our generation is a really like pro LGBTQ community. Like, uh, I mean, not like unanimously, but mm-hmm. like it's way more acceptable amongst our generation. Mm-hmm. And so if we had more of a say, that would like there could be a different outcome to that scenario Hmm. and also with the decision that general conference made that alienates a lot of youth even like i'm not a member of the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. i'm straight and cis but like i was like do i want to even stay in the united methodist church when that ruling came out Mm. and so if you're not centering the church around young people the old people are gonna die Mm. (laughs) And then, yeah, you're gonna get some angry emails over this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I can take it. The old people are gonna die, and then where's the church gonna be? Mm-hmm. What, what will the ministry of the United Methodist Church look like, like 30 years from now, when the majority of people who voted at General Conference are no longer with us? Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty. Pretty much what everyone has said, but I agree that the youth is told, don't say anything. Like, you're too young. You don't understand. And we do. Like, we are educated people. We know what's happening in the world. And we know that the world is changing. And since we are so back to the basics that we're not going to get any farther with the church if we don't try to make a change. That's my opinion. Um, Like the youth needs to have a voice. We are the church. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're the future of the church, but we are the church now, yeah. and we need to have a voice now mm-hmm. instead of waiting until it's too late mm-hmm. and we don't have the same opportunity of the voice. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to your friends who don't agree with you, who who think, uh, who have a more conservative view of the issue around queer community? How do y'all get along? I talk it out. I say my opinions and that's, I mean, obviously you can't change someone's mindset, but I'm not going to argue upon the situation. I'm going to share my point of view and have them share their point of view and not try to push my opinion on them, I guess, but have them a educated conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we need, and we're never going to get anywhere by debating the ethicality of LGBTQ issues mm-hmm. because... I'm set in my ways. Like no one's ever going to convince me that being gay is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people on the other side mm-hmm. feel the exact same way. And so that's not where th- we're never going to change all of those people's minds and bring them in. But where we need to find compromises, what you are doing is hurtful mm-hmm. and we need to be able to support and affirm LGBTQ. I think we're a long way from being a reconciling denomination, mm. but where we could see the change happening is taking away that, um, in the book of discipline, taking away that restrictive language. And so that we can, you know, we can confirm queer pastors and Mm -hmm. we can appoint queer bishops and all of that doesn't go against the book of discipline is where I would like to see the change be now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, final words, what would you say to the church uh, in general that you think, 
represents in general. You can't speak for all young people. You can't speak for all folks, you know, from where you come from or all men or women. But in general, what would you like to see or what would you like to say in the closing? Listen to your youth because they want to have a voice. You just need to allow them to be in that space. And they might need an invitation, Mm. but they want to be heard and Mm. we want to have a say. Um, Going off that, like we are the church now and we want to just help make the church better, I guess, in a way. But just we want to have a voice and we want to be included. Mm. We need to see change. Um, It's been apparent that our ways now are causing a lot of tension in the church. And so we need to find a way to be able to work that out. And I feel like having some more youth input in a lot of these issues could help that. Um, But we need to see some change in what's going on. Mm -hmm. And for like youth who are in the church right now who don't feel like their voices are being heard, like don't back down, I guess. Like don't let those spaces be erased. yeah. Hmm. So give your name again and how people can get in touch with you if they want to give some feedback. <laughs> uh, Zachary McGuckin. Uh, you can email me at Zachary McGuckin at gmail.com. You could at McGuckin Zach on Instagram, follow <laughs> at Zach Song of the Day. And I look forward to seeing any uh, feedback. You can get a, I'm JC Favela, and you can get a hold of me by email at awesomejc2, that's J A C I E, <laughs> the number two, <laughs> at gmail.com or at JC Fabella um, on Instagram. I'm Ashlyn Denham, <laughs> and uh, my Instagram is Ashlyn underscore Denham, and feel free to ask questions. I'm Katie Ritchie, and you can find me on Facebook at Katie Ritchie or on Instagram at Katie.Ritchie, and it's <laughs> K-T-Y-R-I-T-C-H-E-Y. Well, thank you all so much for being uh, our guest today, and we look forward to hearing the feedback that you get from this. <laughs> this is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. Let's begin. Live life like you know the clock's ticking. On your mark, get set, ready. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.